you reach out to serve others, um, you're actually the one that, that is being helped. And I never forget that at the core of our business, we're making people happy. Uh, and that, that is a gift. From Tallahassee to the Keys and everywhere in between, this is Education Elevated on the FLCMAA Podcast Network. As a lieutenant colonel and an F-16 fighter pilot of the Oklahoma Air National Guard, Dan Rooney is painfully aware of the realities families face when a loved one in uniform is fallen or disabled. So as a means of support, the Folds of Honor Foundation was created in 2007. It provides scholarships to spouses and family members of those who have paid the ultimate price for our freedom. Hear more about Lieutenant Colonel Rooney, Folds of Honor, and how we can all fly into the wind in our own lives. Blessed to be with you. And, you know, I, I love that introduction. And I would say that, you know, one of the objectives for, for our time together today is that we're, we're inspired to serve. And, you know, I look at our country right now and it seems like everything's a red issue or a blue issue. And um, I'm honored to serve up a little red, white, and, and blue today. And I'm, I'm just a, a huge believer because, you know, God's given me this blessing in life that um, when you reach out to serve others, um, you're actually the one that, that is being helped. And I say it all the time, some of the greatest patriots I've ever met have, uh, have never put on a uniform. Uh, we're Americans. And uh, that's what makes this country special is, is we're here to support um, one another. Um, and uh, again, I, I hope that I can serve up a, a little inspiration today during our 40 minutes or so um, together. And uh, really blessed to be on the walk. I'm going to talk about American Dunes at the end, uh, save the best for last. And uh, for Brian and, and his team as, as, um, as, as we wrap up. So I'll jump into that. Uh, but I'm going to jump into the jet. Uh, to, to start this out. And I would like to start, you know, common ground. Um, everything good in my life is directly connected to the game of golf. Um, I'm a PGA golf professional, uh, built a golf course in Tulsa called the Patriot, which is a Robert Trent Jones Jr. design. Um, I have an amazing general manager there, um, Ali, who was at the national meeting in Dallas that, uh, that I talked about, who's a member of the Club Managers Association and uh, up here at, at American Dune. So and I understand the golf side, the op side. Um, I understand probably more than anything that, that this game is a labor of love and not unlike the military, we wouldn't do it unless we really loved it because there are a lot of places we can go make more money. Um, but I, I never forget that at the core of our business, we're making people happy. Uh, and that, that is a gift of the, the hard work you do um, fighting through the 5% of the people that are never happy in this business and can do the job better than you can do it. You know, we all laugh, but man, is that true? Only business in the world that everybody knows it better than you. Um, but doing it with a smile on our face, um, because we know we're doing the greater good and bonded by this, uh, by this game of golf, um, and, and what it represents in these clubs and the cultures that, that we create. And, uh, so I hope, at the end of our time um, together that you'll leave this armed with something either personally or professionally that sticks with you from this day forward that you didn't tune in to this virtual zoom um, 
that you had this morning. Um, and that, that's my hope and prayer that I can be an open vessel for, for God. And he works through me uh, to touch you and, and give you something that, uh, that's really meaningful and, and lasts a long time. So um, back, to, uh, back to the flight, as, as Brian said, this, this first photo of me is at my other job. I'm here at American Dunes uh, this morning up in Michigan. And uh, tomorrow uh, afternoon, I'll, I'll be in Florida being a fighter pilot. And uh, my job as a fighter pilot is really the coolest in the world right now. Uh, I'm an aggressor pilot, which is uh, highly ironic because Top Gun is a movie that inspired me to, to be a, a fighter pilot. And basically now I'm Viper. So I'm a, it's a small squadron of us that, that operate at a Destin, Florida at Eglin Air Force Base. There's about 25 of us that the government pours into and we are experts on it. Russia, China, North Korea, Iran, all of the, you know, big enemies um, that don't love what the US stands for and um, want to do what they can to, uh, to prevent us from from living out this uh, experiment, if you will, called the, the United States of America, and we bring in the best fighter pilots in the world. And we use this, um, this proverb all the time, Proverbs 27, it's iron sharpens iron as one person sharpens another. And I think the same spirit that I use as an instructor, uh, I'd use with this group here. So I'll be your instructor pilot um, today. And we're trying to make the pointy end of the spear. Um, our fighter pilots fly in F-22s, F-35s, the most sophisticated fighter jets in the world, um, most capable warriors. Uh, we're trying to make them better. And we try to make them better in the cockpit. We try to make them better out of the cockpit. And that's you know being a better spouse being a better parent, uh, being taking better care of themselves. Um, so it doesn't end when we shut the motors down. Um, it is a, a lifestyle, a culture that we live as, as fighter pilots, you know, always striving to be our best, rarely achieving those moments, but being um, honest and open with each other on, on how we can get better. So when I step to go fly the fighter jet um, tomorrow, uh, the last brief we get is from the weather guy. And the term that we want to hear is CAVU. So this is a, a fighter pilot acronym that stands for Ceiling and Visibility Unlimited. And it's the perfect days to go fly. Those steely blue skies where uh, we can go max out in the fighter jet. And years ago, uh, this became a, a personal mantra for me, not just to achieve cabo in the fighter jet but but also in life and um, i've just just came out with a with a new book in in november and uh, you know god is taking this to extraordinary places um and it's kind of going to be my focus of the talk today but this concept of of cabo and how we achieve it in our lives and essentially you know, I went through some some challenging times and developed a, a personal code of living that's comprised of 10 lines of effort or LOEs, basically 10 things that I do every day without fail. And I realized um, as I built my own kind of bubble that we spend so much time in life, you know, wrapped around the outcome uh, and rarely do we have any control on how things turn out. But every day we have control of our process. And for me, CAVU represents um, the ability to engineer a life of fulfillment 
each and every day. And I'm not going to go through every one of the LOEs because we don't have time. And I hope that uh, that you'll take the opportunity to to pick the uh, to pick the book up. I'll talk about that at the end. Um, but uh, it is, um, you know, it's an awesome way to live. Um, and every day, living a life chasing chasing fulfillment rather than than success is as the world defines it. And um, and understanding that, you know, happiness is is fleeting on our best days. And happiness is an interesting thing because I think the the more we chase it, uh, often the more unhappy uh, we are. But when we find fulfillment, that often transcends into a life of happiness. So let me start unpacking this uh, a little bit more when we talk about the LOE. So um, the third uh, LOE in, in the book is this term I love, synchronicity. And so I define this as, as chance with a purpose. And synchronicity is all around us, right? Each and every day, people and experiences are uniquely brought into our path, you know, hopefully guiding us to this, to our essence, to, to help us evolve, to help us make the smart decisions in life. Uh, but understand, um, you got to be watching for these moments. And that was a big um, evolution for me in life where uh, I, I stopped kind of being this single seat fighter pilot, always knowing exactly where I was going. And I opened up the aperture of how I looked at life and how I interacted with other people and really started seeking these, these signs of synchronicity and, and connecting with the force, if you will. And I'm a Star Wars geek. Um, you can call it the force, you can call it the Holy Spirit if you're a Catholic like I am, but there's a connective tissue uh, in this world, but you have to be watching. And I would also tell you that when you recognize these moments of synchronicity, uh, and you're inspired that they're meaningless unless you have the courage or the faith to take action. So let me explain this concept a little bit deeper. So I was born in, in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and son of a college professor, and he would pontificate on all types of different subjects, but he always finished with this sturdy refrain. He was like, son, the only truly successful people in life are those rare individuals who identify their passion and we use this term growing up and have the reckless faith to pursue it. And so I'm 12 years old, uh, a moment of synchronicity. One of my very first was I meet my first fighter pilot, uh, Steve Reno Courtright. He's my first man crush. This guy walked right out of the movie Top Gun. Um, and I remember playing golf the next day with my dad. And I'm like, hey, dad, I know what I want to do with my life. And uh, I said, you know, I want to be a golf pro and a fighter pilot. His response was very interesting. He said, son, can you tell me which way an airplane takes off? And uh, so I'm, I'm 12, right? And I'm like, well, dad, I, I think it's into the wind. He said, that's exactly right. And he was preparing me for these inevitable headwinds that would stand between this 12 year old boy and these two very unlikely dreams. But what I had no idea is how God would put these two things together to send me on this trajectory that I would have never imagined in my life that brings me here with the Club Managers Association in Florida today via a Zoom. So onward, I graduate high school um, from Stillwater, Oklahoma, and I head north to the University of Kansas to play golf. Again, this theme of golf. Um, two defining moments of synchronicity occurred when I was at the University of Kansas. Very first one, 
uh, end of my freshman year, the sunflower blows through um, the room at the Sigma Chi house. And that's a metaphor for a hot chick, by the way. I know it's early in the morning. Uh, her name is Jackie and she is my wife and uh, my CEO of everything that matters in, um, in life, the mother of our five daughters, uh, my oldest a freshman at Notre Dame, all the way down to a first grader. And uh, we've been on this journey together, uh, married for 22, together for 30. And I'll give you the one piece of marriage advice uh, that I got, because this is the most important relationship in our lives. And it's, it's really easy. I mean, you look at the marriage crisis we're dealing with in this country, um, and it's easy to get down and, and have the things that you don't like about your spouse drive you crazy. I started this about seven years ago. Uh, I give my wife one compliment a day. And it's amazing just the paradigm shift subconsciously when you think about something you admire and like about your wife um, or your husband, depending on who you are on this call, and, and are intentional about filling them up that way. And uh, so take that with you. Next moment of synchronicity for me at Kansas actually occurred in the classroom. So. I signed up for what I thought would be the easiest class at the University of Kansas, Sports Psychology 101. Uh, I walk in first day, pretty much the entire basketball and football team is already there. So I'm like, awesome, I'm in the right place. And uh, I sit down, the professor uh, shows up about 10 minutes late and he actually texted me this morning. So we've stayed very close uh, since my time at Kansas. and. He rolls to the front of the room, does not ignore, ignores the chaos in the class going on. The football's getting thrown back and forth, et cetera, and uh, walks up to the front of the room and he writes this word on the board, volition. Gets to the podium and he says, can anybody tell me what this word means? Crickets. And he said, well, ladies and gentlemen, it's the most powerful word in the world. He said, volition is the power of choice. He said, every day you wake up, right? You're free to choose. You can be positive or negative. You can choose to build people up or tear them down. You can choose to be uncommon. He said, but understand the choices that you make will culminate to write the legacy of your life. And that moment of synchronicity that brought me together with Dr. David Cook, who is one of my founding members here at, uh, at American Dunes, um, changed me forever is he armed me with this undeniable accountability and opportunity that come through our choices each and every day. And I made the choice right then and there that I was gonna chase this dream I'd had since I was 12 years old. And I brought a little video uh, to give you a background on what I get to do for my other job when I'm not a golf pro and I'm not at Folds of Honor.
All right. So uh, I am blessed, right, to live my dream that I've had since I was a 12-year-old boy. Um, but like the title of my book, Fly Into the Wind, it was not easy. Um, and there's a, there's a beautiful parallel to that title, because even though I fly one of the most powerful fighter jets in the world, we always take off into the wind, right? Because we need resistance to ascend and our lives are no different, right? These forces, these challenges, um, they're what help us evolve uh, and help us ascend to the highest level. So um, I wanna talk to you about the training to become an F-16 pilot uh, because again, two defining lessons that I learned in my life that I take with me every day in my code of living, CAVU, um, so when you go through the training as an F-16 pilot, it takes about two and a half years. Um, the United States taxpayer, thank you all very much, spends about $8 million per pilot training us. Um, and I remember um, showing up to the, the first day of pilot training. I am like so excited. It's in Wichita Falls, Texas, uh, Shepard Air Force Base. I'm in my spit shine, dress blue uniform and uh, roll in this room. There's 45 of us uh, in this room. Uh, most of them not like me. Most of them are Air Force Academy grads, you know, 4.0 engineering students. You know, I played golf at Kansas, was a liberal arts major and was a B student and uh, somehow get into this elite training program. And I'm in the classroom and Colonel walks in. We all jump up to attention and he said, hey, at ease, take your seats. And gives us this you know, 15 minute inspirational talk about having the opportunity to chase our boyhood dreams on and on and about flying the most powerful jets in the world. But then he finishes and he said, hey, um, this is the greatest scholarship ever. He said, we're gonna spend $8 million per pilot training you. Uh, he said, but the realities are only 4.8% of the people are gonna make it through this training. So less than 5% We'll make it through. And I remember looking around the room and doing, you know, the bro inventory and saying, there's no way, right? The reality of this sets in uh, and it was crushing that I looked at everybody in this room and immediately was limiting what was possible for myself based on how intimidated I was by everybody around me. And so I went home that night and uh, walked in uh, our house and uh, we were renting and I, I told Jackie, I'm like, hey, babe, you know, don't bother unpacking the boxes in the garage because I, I you know, I just found out today there's probably no way I'm going to successfully make it through this program. And, um, you know, I went to bed that night really, really depressed uh, by the headwinds that I was facing and uh, I started a new routine the next morning and uh, we, we showed up very early at pilot training, sometimes around 430 in the morning. And I set my alarm 30 minutes um, early the next day and I got up and I prayed and I have not stopped setting my alarm 30 minutes early, 21 years later and in uh, praying. And that was really the first time in life that I faced a challenge that was bigger than myself. And I unlocked, you know, the greatest wingman um, in, in my life. And before that point, I, I, you know, I was a faith-based person, but I never really um, dedicated myself to prayer uh, and, and real prayer and opening the book every day. And um, it's awesome. Uh, the, the greatest lesson that I've ever learned, the best thing the U.S. military ever gave me, because without 
that training, I would have never instituted part of that is, is my life routine. So I harness the power of prayer. Uh, I make it through uh, the first phase of, of training when a lot of people obviously did not. I get to the F-16, uh, can't believe I've made it to Phoenix, Arizona, uh, fighter country, USA, and uh, you get four flights in the F-16 and your fifth flight is solo. Uh, so the first four flights, we have what's called a, a D model. So a two seat version of the F-16. And then you get into our primary model, which is the C model, which is a single seat. We're air to air, air to ground, you're by yourself. And I'll never forget um, getting signed off by my instructor after four rides and walking out um, the next afternoon and looking at this F-16, $45 million fighter jet, um, goes two and a half times the speed of sound. It has more horsepower than the entire starting grid in a NASCAR race. And I'm settled into this, this jet and I'm looking around and I'm like, man, I, I literally don't know what half the buttons and switches do. And they're like, don't worry about that. You're not ready to kill people yet. You're just learning to fly this airplane. And so I roll down the canopy and I hit start two. There's no keys in the F-16. You hit this little button jet starts, I go fly this thing for about an hour, an hour and a half, and you've got a, a, an instructor in another airplane in close formation, you know, shadowing you, but ultimately the takeoffs and landings are, are up to you. And so I, I land the jet and uh, I pull into the chocks and shut the motor down. I'll never forget raising that big bubble canopy you see there. And it feels like a cold wind hits me and it's 120 degrees out. It's July in Phoenix. And that's when you realize that you've just spent the last hour and a half in you know, pure survival mode, fight or flight. And in this moment, um, I, I feel this like total peace. And this epiphany hits me uh, like it has a handful of times in my life. And it was a voice, right? And for me, you know, obviously I'm a God person and it's like, hey, go before you're ready. Um, don't ever doubt me. If you go, I will be with you. And it unlocked this powerful concept in, in my life that uh, I've harnessed. And, and I tell people, man, man, life is so short. Just pick up a family photo album like I did last night with my daughter here at American Dunes. And it goes so fast. And I'm a huge believer that the people you admire in life, that you know, the greats, the Jack Nicholas's, you know, whoever it is that you admire, that this is a DNA that ties them together. They go before they're ready. Stop planning, start doing. And that's exactly what I did. I, I left training and I went before I was ready. I was in combat three months after I left F-16 training. And to put that in context, uh, there are fighter pilots that will never go to combat. So I'm over there, I'm dropping the president's mail, uh, delivering the president's mail, if you will, in the form of bombs and bullets. I am getting shot at. I'm a vampire flying all night missions. You know, thankfully for me, and we don't have time, I'm not gonna jump into combat uh, on this Zoom. We'll save those stories uh, for the bar. Um, you know, I made it home safely uh, to my family. And I will tell you, um, you know, I, I created the ultimate job description. I'm a fighter pilot and I'm a golf pro. Um, but I will also tell you very honestly, I was a pretty average guy. Um, I was uh, very myopic in my walk. I was probably drinking a little too much whiskey, um, thinking about, hey, what, what fun thing is, is next for me? Not, not being uh, you know, necessarily a great spouse or a great dad. Um, 
And then I had this other moment of intervention in, in my life. Again, uh, just a, a huge transformation and evolution for me. And this time it was not in a fighter jet, but on a commercial airliner. And I was headed from Chicago O'Hare to, uh, to Grand Rapids, Michigan. And um, to what is what was the Grand Haven Golf Club, which is now American Dunes. And this is how this synchronicity all pulls itself together, which is so cool. Um, but as I walked on this flight, um, there was a corporal in Dress Army Greens. I didn't think much of it. We landed in, in Grand Rapids um, about midnight. And as we pull into the gate, the captain comes over the PA and announces that we have an American hero on board. We're carrying the remains of, of Corporal Brock Buckland who was killed in Iraq and his identical twin brother, Corporal Brad Buckland is in first class and has brought him those 7,000 miles home. Captain makes a request that, um, that we all remain in our seats until Brock's remains had been removed from the right cargo hold. And, you know, that night I watched the Buckland family on the, on the darkest nights, uh, darkest night of their life. And it was his brothers, his wife, his parents, and his four-year-old son is his American flag draped coffin inched down the cargo ramp. And the finality of the sacrifice hit me in a way that it never had over the skies of Iraq or on the ground in Iraq. Um, that when these men and women make that ultimate sacrifice, um, the family that, that is left behind. And um, as this ceremony finishes itself up, you know, I wipe away my tears and I grab my backpack and I stand up only to see that more than half the people have gotten off the plane that night and uh, nowhere to go. I'd accept that blanket of freedom that we will all sleep under courtesy of Corporal Brock Buckland uh, and the 1 million veterans who have made the, the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms. And, you know, in this moment of great despair, and uh, I, was, I was so disappointed to be an American that night, so many emotions going through me and, and I felt a hand on my shoulder and I look back and, and there was nothing there, but the only thing I will tell you for certain on this virtual call today is, you know, it was the hand of God and he picks the least among us, right? What's the saying? Every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. And um, I certainly qualify um, there, but he also picks the willing. And um, so I'll never forget, I called my wife walking off the jet bridge that night and uh, I said, I, I've got a mission in my life. And uh, we went before we were ready uh, and we started um, the Folds of Honor. And we started it above our garage and I wrote down our, uh, our mission and that was to honor the sacrifice and, and educate the legacy. And uh, that has not wavered. We provide scholarships to spouses and children who've had somebody killed or disabled defending our freedoms. And uh, our first event started right here. Uh, then was Grand Haven, where I'm sitting right now, but will be American Dunes on, on May 2nd when we open up. And we had 67 people show up and we raised $8,500. And, uh, but that was the day that I unlocked, again, this beautiful irony in my life that when you reach out to help someone, you are actually the one um, that, is, uh, that is being helped. And uh, it has been, uh, you know, such, such a blessing. As we turned uh, and got started, um, we turned to the game of golf. 
And I called uh, the president of the PG of America, Brian Whitcomb, and I said, I've got this idea called Patriot Golf Day. And what if golf courses across the country could unite on one day and we ask golfers to put service before themselves, to play the most heroic round of their life and make a donation on behalf of Folds of Honor so we can provide education to, uh, to these families. And uh, again, in the spirit of going before you're ready, the PGA of America said, yeah, uh, we'll figure it out. And in three months, um, we had put this program together. We signed up over 3000 golf courses and we raised a million dollars. Um, and it was just this, you know, incredible moment for me to combine the game of golf that I love so much with, with, uh, with my passion for serving in the military. And I think, you know, every day the challenge for each of us is combining what you do with who you are. Uh, and that's the peak experience of life. But I don't believe you can do that without serving others. And I know everybody's calendars are busy, right? But find time to serve others. And I will ask you to serve folds. I mean, we've got 300 plus golf courses in the Florida chapter of uh, the Club Managers Association. Make sure your golf course is signed up for Memorial Day weekend uh, and ask your members, ask uh, them to make a donation to support us. You can sign up at patriotgolfday.com or at Folds of Honor, uh, but that's how we serve others. Um, so I'm feeling really good uh, at this point. Uh, we've got Folds of Honor up and running and uh, I'm like, what's next? And so I always loved the Super Bowl commercials that Budweiser made. I mean, we, we love them, right? I mean, they're, they're such an awesome brand. And I was like, boy, if we could align with Budweiser. And so um, in the spirit of go before you're ready, I bought a Southwest Airlines ticket and I flew to St. Louis and I cold called Anheuser-Busch and uh, rang the front doorbell, no appointment, didn't know a soul. And uh, I meet this guy and my meeting up there, Rocky Sickman, and Rocky is an American hero. Turns out he was a hostage in Iran for 444 days. United States Marine, we have this great hour long conversation, but at the end of it, he says, hey, um, Major Dan, you're, you're a great guy, um, but Anheuser-Busch gets hundreds of requests a day from charities across the country, and no offense, they're not run above somebody's garage. And I'll never forget, he said, this will never, never, never happen. And so I left St. Louis and went back to the airport, kind of tail between my legs. Um, and, and it took me a couple of days to, to rally that resilient spirit in my heart um, and understand that every day, right? Our lives are defined by what we do when it doesn't go our way, period. And it happens multiple times every day. And we're going to hit those moments and hit those intersections in life and understand that our volition, right, our choices that we make when it doesn't go our way, those are what define us. And I brought a little video to show you uh, what happened with Anheuser-Busch, because what I did is I got back on Southwest Airlines every six months for the next three years, and I rang that same doorbell without an appointment. And I brought a video to show you um, how our relationship with Anheuser-Busch has shaped up since then. 
dear folds of honor. My name is Haley Grace Williams. I am 21 and studying to be a nurse because I have a calling to help people. A calling inspired by my father. Don't need him. My everyday hero. Army veteran John Williams. John, come on back. Right before Desert Storm, my dad severely injured his back during a training exercise. That maintains the integrity of the space. His injury was so severe, today he has two steel rods and six screws fusing his spine together. Now I'm driving a bus part-time to work holy hours. I'm in too much pain. Worse than the physical toll has been the emotional one. While his unit shipped off to war, my dad watched from a hospital room. To this day, he feels a sense of guilt. He feels as though he wasn't there for his buddies when they needed him. With our family's financial situation, the burden of paying for school is all on my shoulders. Right now, I'm working 40 hours a week to pay the final year, but at a cost of nearly $44,000, affording my final year simply may not be possible. Receiving your scholarship would change my life and set me up to change the lives of veterans like my father, I truly thank you for your consideration. Sincerely, Haley Grace Williams. Hello? Hey, John? Yeah. Hey, Adam. Nice to meet you. Sit here. Wait a minute. Oh my gosh, you're Adam Driver. <laughs> Shock! <laughs> I can't believe you're here. Wait, is he with you? Yeah, yeah, they sent me your letter. I was in the, the military, too. Wow. You were in the army, army right? Yeah. Right before Desert Storm, is that right? You injured yes. yourself the same. I was oh, injured wow. right before I was supposed to deploy to Iraq with my unit. I felt so uh, guilty that I didn't really get to finish my service. I the first person that ever said, I understand, truly understood. And then now you're, you're in school now. Yeah. And that's when you reached out to Folds of Honor then they, they reached out to me and they told me to let you know that you got the scholarship. Oh my goodness. But also, Budweiser and I thought that you shouldn't have to worry about school, so Budweiser is gonna be covering your all remaining school expenses for the rest of next year. Oh, wow. oh my gosh. commitment to country is only matched by your commitment to each other. Your hard work, dedication, and caring spirit exemplify what Folds of Honor and Budweiser stand for. It means everything. I'm shaking as I keep moving. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, here I come. I can't <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, Folds of Honor is, uh, has been the official charity for Anheuser-Busch and, and Budweiser for the last eight years. Uh, they've donated over $19 million um, to, uh, to educate you know, the spouses and, and children of our fallen and disabled 
uh, a very easy way, uh, again, to support Folds of Honor. I know you guys are buying lots of beer uh, at your clubs down there, and uh, there are lots of different options. Uh, please consider supporting your Budweiser wholesaler um, and getting that in. Every summer, uh, Budweiser does a red, white, and blue campaign where they turn their cans red, white, and blue. They donate a dollar for every case sold um, to us, and uh, just a, just an awesome program. And a great reminder to uh, to all of us that you know we're defined by what we do and it doesn't go our way life is not supposed to be easy um, life is supposed to be great and that resilient spirit is uh is the one you know quality that that heart on fire uh when you can stoke it um right here and fight through those challenges that that uh, that will define us and you know this summer was uh was a challenging one. And um, I'll share this statistic with you and something that we're doing with Anheuser-Busch now and, and several of our other partners. When we saw all this racial unrest in, in America, and I think we all agree that, you know, we want to find equality um, in our country. And um, Folds of Honor is very proud that 41% of our recipients are minorities. And humble opinion of one is that you know, we're only going to find equality through the gift of education in this country. So one more reason, I think, to support Folds of Honor, to uh, to make sure you're registered for Patriot Golf Day. Again, PatriotGolfDay.com uh, to register. And um, this is our website, FoldsOfHonor.org. If anybody's so moved, um, share this with your membership, right? Um, ask people to join our squadron. It's 13 bucks a month for the 13, for 13 folds that bring the flag to its iconic shape of freedom. Uh, make a donation, take five minutes to spread the word on behalf of Brock Buckland and the 1 million veterans who have paid the ultimate sacrifice um, for us and um, say thank you, right? Because freedom is, freedom is not free. I'm proud to uh, to be in uh, the half a percent of this country that puts on the uniform and says, hey, we may not be perfect, but we're willing to die for, for our freedoms and, and what this country uh, what this country stands for. So I'm going to wrap up um, full circle and, and go back to Brian. I love to uh, to finish where we started. Um, American Dunes. So like most great stories in uh in life and i always say you know tell someone a fact they might learn it tell them a story that's what lives in their hearts and minds and my family's golf course uh the grand haven golf club had been here for 20 years and like a lot of golf courses was struggling my dad was 80 years old and we're like you know what do we do uh because this is where folds of honor started it was very sentimental and, and near and dear to us and um I threw a Hail Mary pass and got a meeting with Mr. Jack Nicholas at the Bears Club. And, you know, Brian obviously uh, did that project down there and it's uh, it's amazing. Um, but I went down and I asked Mr. Nicholas, I said, hey, what do you think I should do? Um, I want to save this place uh, because of what it represents and what it stands for, but um, I can't do it by myself. And I talk about force multiplying in, in my book. And when you can put together great teams, it's the one plus one plus one does not equal three. Um, and I went down to, to Mr. Nicholas and I said, you know, will you help me? And when you honestly ask people for help in, on this walk, it's incredible what will happen too. And uh, he um, jumped on board, waived his $3 million design fee 
and said, uh, hey, Noonan, you get your friends, I'll get my friends and we'll see what we can do. And so this has been a three year journey of flying into the wind. It started from the ashes, literally a golf course that was you know, running on fumes, barely making it. Um, great challenges along this three year journey, flying into the wind the entire time. But it is those moments, I'm telling you, that give you the opportunity to ascend to the highest places. And, um, and that's what we've done um, up here at American Dunes. Uh, we're gonna open May, May 1st and 2nd uh, of this year. We've been going at it for, uh, for three years. Um, I'm gonna talk about the squadron bar that Brian designed here in just a second. But uh, in the spirit of me talking too much, I wanted to show you one last video as, uh, as we wrap up our time together and give you a sneak peek for a golf course that is unlike any other um, in this world because it is, it's why is Folds of Honor. It is here to raise money and raise awareness for this mission. It stands for God and country uh, and our flag it is not political. Um, everything that matters uh, in, in, this, um, in this sphere of Folds of Honor is going to be on display and uh, we're so excited to share it with the world. It's a public golf course, so uh, it is built for, uh, for everybody uh, in this country. So I'll play this last video before, uh, before we talk about the squadron bar and wrap up here. I really can't believe we've made it to this moment. You know, truly great stories in life are a combination of fact, truth, and the story. Those are the great ones that live in your hearts and minds. And this is a great story and the why that brings us together and the foundation that I truly believe in my heart will separate American Dunes from any golf course that's ever been constructed in this country. Because it is so easy to wake up and, and be complacent in this journey of life that is so short. But I truly believe that the, the ultimate accountability we're all gonna have is we're given unique time and talent in our lives and how did we use those to leave it better than we found it and that's the pure good of of what american dunes is well american dunes makes special to me because of what it's for it's special because because of you because of the belief that you had in me the, what you really dedicated your life for you know those kind of things are very special to me. And I don't know, it made it was what the golf course turned out. You know, it was going to be a special golf course. But while we were doing it, we may as well make it good. So that's that's sort of that's sort of the way I felt about it. And you know, anytime somebody believes in me and gives me the freedom to do something that uh, I think will not only benefit something, but also create something that'll, that people will enjoy and love, that's what I want to do. It's really neat to do a golf course for a purpose. This is definitely for a purpose.
All right. Um, so you are all invited uh, to come up from Florida when it's hot and sticky down there in paradise in July and August to make the pilgrimage to, uh, to American Dunes. Um, it's, uh, it's been amazing. Uh, we opened up a, a lottery for tea times on December 15th and about 40% of our times are already sold for this upcoming season. And I think the, when you take a tea time, if, if my GM or, or golf pro were on here, they'd say the, the most amazing thing is it, it's, it takes 10 minutes to book a tea time because everybody that calls up, whether they're from Pittsburgh or Toledo or for Chicago, and tells them why they are coming here, what their connection is to American Dunes, their service, um, what they believe in, and to have a golf course that manifests those values and combines the game that we love with the country um, that we love. And in the spirit of the experience, uh, this is where Brian Idol and, and his great team comes in and, and what they've created. And as fighter pilots, um, we work really hard. Uh, it is a very dangerous job. Um, and our drinking experience is, um, it's part of our culture, right? And, and it's, and it's reverent. Uh, it's where we, you know, blow off steam. It's, it's where we learn and continue to grow as, as fighter pilots without the formality of the debrief. It is, uh, it's historical and it dates back to World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, and, and these hallowed places uh, where we, where we come together. And we showed Brian uh, and his team um, what a fighter squadron bar looked like, um, but we wanted to, to make it better. We wanted to bring people behind the curtain of what we get to experience as fighter pilots and make it wildly authentic. And um, what they created was, was amazing. And uh, it is, uh, I think, going to be one of the most reverent, authentic uh, drinking experiences in, in all of golf um, and, and maybe the country. And um, it has uh, been such a blessing to, to have him involved in this project uh, professionally, but, but also personally, um, our relationship. And uh, I thought it was really appropriate that uh, that he was the one that got to introduce me and and be a part of this. And you know, as we close out, I want to invite all of you up to uh, to have a cold Budweiser um, with us um, to spread the word about this special place called American Dunes that uh, that we've created up here. And it's uh, been possible because of a bunch of guys from down there in, in South Florida that have stepped up to help this kid from Oklahoma. Uh, for a course up here in, uh, in Michigan. And we're really excited to have our, uh, you know, hello world moment coming up on May 2nd. You'll see us. Uh, it's going to be a very wild and loud opening and from Fox News to the Golf Channel and all these people that are coming here to, uh, to un unveil um, this place called, uh, called American Dune. So um, in closing, um, I would um, encourage everybody to, uh, to check out Fly Into the Wind. Um, we, uh, I'm, I'm humbled probably the last four months, more so than I've ever been in my life, to hear the testimonials that are coming back from people around the country that, uh, that have had the opportunity to, 
to read this book um, in these lessons. You know, my one hope and prayer is that this thing finds its way to young people um, all over this country um, because it's uh, it's the hard lessons in life that that I've learned that that service well each and uh, and every day and and living by a code. And I think as fighter pilots, maybe one unique skill we have is the ability to prioritize, um, take in copious amounts of information at a very high speed and figure out what's really important. And the journey of this book for the individual reader, that's what I've gotten back. I mean, pretty much ubiquitously is it allows people to slow down um, and reevaluate their path, where they are, where they wanna get to, and get back to the stuff that matters because in this world we live in, we're all drinking through a fire hose. And unless you defend the stuff that's important, you know, our physical health, our, our relationships, our integrity, um, we'll, you know, end up, you know, like this boat without the rudder that's just going and reacting um, to, uh, to the forces of life that are around us each and, each and every day. Um, I will um, have Beth um, send out information um, on Fly Into the Wind. You can get it anywhere books are sold. Um, they did come up with a, a 12 pack that are in golf courses all over the place. Um, so I'll have her send out that information as well. Um, and then also the, the link to, uh, to patriotgolfday.com to, uh, to get your golf course registered as a, as a host uh, facility. And all that does is it creates awareness. Um, there are lots of different best practices that private clubs do, um, sending out uh, information to their members, asking them to make a donation. Some people you know, put $50 on the bill and it's a default out of the donation, uh, wherever your heart moves you, but um, know that we'll pay that forward in the form of life-changing educational scholarships to these heroic military families. And uh, I'll just close by saying, uh, Beth, thank you for allowing me to share um, today. Uh, 2021 is gonna be a great year for all of us, man. We're headed downhill uh, with the vaccination and immunity and getting on the other side of this COVID thing. And uh, I'm just uh, blessed to, and I get to get to share among uh, people that love this game of golf and who are in the business. And uh, thank you again, Brian, for, uh, for your support and, uh, and all you do. Thank you so much. Um, uh, that was very inspirational. And I am sure that there is not a, a dry eye um, on this call right now. And we thank you so much for your service. We thank you so much for being with us um, today. Um, it was just put in the comments here that the bar was set very high for this season for all of our education and it has been. And so thank you for all of that. Um, boy, what do I say except um, thank you, um, uh, Colonel Dan, for, for everything that you have done and continue to do for our country and for Brian for being such a great partner. And the fact of bringing the two of you together today on this call is very, very special for all of us.